Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. Tonight we are going to focus on Chivas' upcoming CONCACAF Champions League matchup. And as everybody knows, we are playing the Seattle Sounders. But first, on the call with me tonight, I have Rigo and one special guest. Uh, Rigo, what's up, man? What's up, man? I thought I was a special guest. Yeah, everybody's tired of you, man. Everybody is tired of me already <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, our special guest is uh, Ugo from the Sonar Feed, a Seattle uh, Sounders fan. What's going on, Ugo? Yo, saludos. What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for having me on, man. It's, I'm excited to, to chop it up with you guys, talk a little football, a uh, little Chivas and a little Sounders. And uh, definitely check is in the mail. Thanks for calling me special guest on that. You'll get that check <laughs> in a few weeks. All right, Rigo, we're finally getting paid for this. <laughs> I hope I hope we are finally getting paid for this because I'm, I'm putting out way too much content to be getting paid at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, Ugo, so... You are a Chivas and a Seattle Sounders uh, Sounders fan, but uh, Dude, I am indeed, man. <laughs> yes, indeed. But first, it's off, the best and yeah. the worst of both worlds at this time. I I can, I, 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 can I do want to I want to talk about that, but um, I'll let Varro get into our our usual guest uh, questionnaire that we have everybody fill out. <laughs> Please use a number two pencil. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm yeah. Down. So uh, first, Ugo, um, how long have you been a Chivas fan? Man, since I can remember as a little kid, man, I, I want to say like five, six years old is when I first started idolizing um, my primo in Guadalajara, and he was idolizing Chivas at that time. So from that time, he had jerseys and shirts, and I wanted to have jerseys and shirts. Um, so, man, since I was a little kid, man, uh, it's it's been Chivas. That's the first first when it came to football as a little kid in Mexico. That was my first club, my first kit, my first everything. So my whole life, I'm 38 now, and that was 33, 35 years ago. Nice, nice. Um, then we, we always follow that up with um, who your favorite Chivas player of all time is. Man, so for me, uh, it it's it might be cliche, and a lot of people are gonna I mean, hate on it a little bit, but, but I like Chicharo, man. Chicharo for me is one of my favorite players. Being born in Guadalajara and always finding a way to reconnect with with that part of my uh, of my youth. Anytime that I could connect with anybody that's from Guadalajara and played for Chivas. Um, that's that's how I connected and how I followed him. So for me, it's always been Chicharito. Nice, nice. I didn't, I was interesting. That one, interesting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. that one either because you figure you're older, like you've seen a lot more. Uh, you've seen you've seen a lot of Chivas players come through the ranks. Um, so I figured you would have said somebody like from the '90s or something. Yeah, I mean. It's weird, man. Um, and I think it's almost because he is of a younger generation and because he gets so much. I think it's more because so much people hate on him, man. I I, I don't know. The guy, I know people say he's, he's a poacher. He knows how to, he's at the right place at the right time. He's not this this uh, superstar level of player like a Messi or, or, or a Ronaldo. To me, though, he is. And to me, scoring goals is what makes you uh, a great striker and a great football player and how you do it i mean it could be sexier but the man just knows how to win you know how to make golasses you know how to make clutch goals and i just i love that about it man i'm when a player knows how to win and, and score goals i'm gonna do that i'm gonna follow you i'm gonna support that especially when you do it for from from where i'm, I'm born and, and for the club that from the same land that's interesting i just uh I uh, was, was working on a Chicharito piece uh, over the weekend. And, um, you know, he's definitely not the most talented guy. Right. But he's the most hardworking guy. Yep. And sometimes and sometimes working hard, like, trounces having talent. Because you can have talent, like, say, at Carlos Bella, but not put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, exactly it. And then you can be somebody like Cheech, who might not be as talented, but works right. harder and has a better... 
he's had a better career because of that. That's exactly it, man. Um, you know, he's little. He's not. Uh, he's not considered a big guy. He's not considered strong. He's not gonna be the f- uber. F- he's not gonna be the fastest. But that's it, man. He just he has a he, tiene hambre, man. And cuando tienes hambre and you're hungry and you go and you and you don't stop and you give it nonstop, you admire that. And I think part of that too relates to the relationship with my dad, and and that has a big part to do with it. My dad's always been a, a blue collar worker. He he, man, he's just he's 70 right now and he's still working part time uh, as a grocery clerk. You know, uh, he he works hard and my tios work hard and and you see that uh, in Chicharito. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Cool, cool, man. Yeah. All right. So Ugo, our last um, prerequisite before we start this is uh, your best and worst memory as a Chivas fan oh man so um, you know you could talk about a lot of championship in the past so I'm not going to though because (laughs) because of that because it's the past but I'm going to start first with with the worst and any time we lose to Aguilas in a Clasico man I hate it because my my brother is a Aguilista. He follows Aguilas. He's I don't know why, dude. He, he's never been to Mexico City. <laughs> I don't know. He's there Guadalajara. Anyhow, and it's him and I have you know the interfamily rivalries. I'm sure you you discuss this a lot with families that, uh, that follow Chivas and Aguilas. But man, he gives me nonstop shit talking, and as I do too. So anytime we lose to Aguilas, it's just it's a it's a feeling deeper than hate, man. <laughs> so that's for sure the worst. Uh, the best was the last uh, championship year ago. Cuando uh, ganaron, and especially because everybody doubted that they would even get close to it. Nobody can win con jugadores mexicanos. Um, my dad, uh, even though he's uh, at heart, he's more of an Atlas supporter. Le van Atlas. Yeah. Um, and I have another brother, so I have two brothers. One's Chivas, like me. He's obviously didn't get dropped on his head like my other <laughs> brother. Um, and we were all just, man, sweaty palms the whole the whole game of that last game. And, and my dad roots uh, for Guadalajara overall. So even though he says he's not less, he's definitely rooted for Chivas. Um, and just being able to enjoy that after, you know, over a decade of shit talking and not anymore, no van a ganar, no se puede. Eh, tienen el entrenador argentino, just all that hate, man, all the haters. So seeing that victory, um, man, especially so recent, you know what I mean? And it ties into now Champions League. Um, I'm going to go with that as my favorite um, okay. yeah, without yeah. having to go back. You, you know what's interesting about what? your most hated moment is and then you know you're talking about your dad being an Atlas fan is that I just looked at I, just, I was in Guadalajara for the weekend and um, everybody who I talked to that was from Guadalajara tells me the exact same thing they could care less when we lose to America but when they lose to Atlas they absolutely hate it like <laughs> Like, the rivalry is bigger with Atlas in the city of Guadalajara than it is with Club America. You know, so, I believe that. I so, believe that like, mostly because of the difference between living here and, and down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all. Because I'm, I'm from Jalisco. I'm not from Guadalajara. But So, for me, like I grew up around Americanistas. So, mm. I've always hated America more. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and to be honest, I've never really hated Atlas like that, if anything. Yeah. Like whenever, like if they're doing well, like I want them to do well because they represent the state. They represent yep, that's Guadalajara. Exactly that. Yeah, no, that's exactly um, it. But being from being, but when you're there in Guadalajara, I'm telling you, every everybody that I spoke to, they're like, Atlas and Chivas play, like they absolutely hate each other. Um, but then your dad is an Atlas fan, and how does yeah. he allow? Like, how does he allow you to root for somebody else? You know, he's always. He, he, the way I talk about my brother, like I don't know how 
he ended up with being an Aguilas supporter. My your brother's an Aguilas supporter. My young, well, my brother is my brother. Wow. He's I have two. So one is Chivas, the youngest. I'm the oldest and the middle child. Of course, it's the middle child. <laughs> is the Aguilas fan, and I, you know, I give him a hard time. Like you have no relation at all, dude. You've never been there. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. You're from here. It is the Tierra Tapatia. You're born in in Guadalajara. Like, so my dad gives me that same kind of grief. Like, mijo, qué pasó? What happened? <laughs> why do you? Why the hell you root for Chivas? The, uh, the him growing up. For him, it was always Atlas because he's from a different generation. You know, he, he was a teenager in the 50s and 60s, which was a, uh, a much better time for Atlas or maybe the only time they were any good. <laughs> but <laughs> um, he gives me he's the same. He's like, I, he doesn't understand. But I think part of it, and, um, you know, I, I, I wrote a piece today that I talked a little bit more about my my dad's, you know, sharing personal info. My dad, when he immigrated from Guadalajara to the States when I was really little, between three and eight years old, I didn't really see him as much because he was here in, in the States in Seattle. So I idolized my cousins and my cousins idolized Chivas. So they actually laid the foundation for that passion, for that for choosing Chivas. Now, when I, when I ended up joining my dad up here in Seattle by the time I was eight, um, in 88, 90s, early 90s, I mean, if you didn't have the big old satellite dish in the backyard, the big old metal one, you didn't, you couldn't watch any soccer. There was just nothing on TV in the early, late 80s, early 90s. Um, but eventually when we did get something, it was either Chivas and Aguilas. And that was usually what was playing. And it was either playing themselves or whoever they were playing. Um, and even though my dad was Atlas, he didn't have a chance to see him as much. Um, so he didn't really... He didn't. He, he couldn't force me to, to root for him, and I kind of just said, out of fun, I'm gonna do my own thing and support Chivas, even though my dad was at last. And it just at that end, it just kept going, and it's it's never it's never relented. Um, but I think that impacted a lot because my dad, at an early age, wasn't there to make sure that I rooted for Atlas, like I would if I had a kid. You know, I'm not gonna let him on my side, and you better be Chivas. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. So we're in, we're in Jalisco. Uh, I'm from like southern Jalisco, like um, near Mazamitla. Okay. I don't know if you know where Mazamitla is. It's near. It's near Rice Beach. It's it's a Michoacan Jalisco border. Okay. So like like what's what's really close to me is Cotija, which is famous for the cheese. The queso. Yep. That's yeah, queso Cotija. Yeah. So like. My dad's family is is half Michoacan, half Jalisco. Jalisco. But we, we're, wow. but but he's from Jalisco, so we're 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 Jalisco all day. Nice, nice. That's dope. So my dad grew up in a pueblo called Cuautla, which is about uh two hours outside of Guadalajara. So he grew up in in basically you know a, a small rancho, rancho. pueblo. Yeah, yeah same, same as us. Yeah, and then when he was young, uh, he basically my. They moved, they moved to Guadalajara to sell what they farmed in El Rancho de Cuautla. And they moved to the big city to to do that, to sell. And eventually they moved there. And that's how he ended up growing up there as a teenager and then eventually having me. Um, but he's always been at last because their golden era was when he was basically a teen. So he grew up cool, there, old cool. school. Yeah. No, no um, yeah, like it's all, it's all pretty cool, man. Like, um, just like the journey from Mexico to Seattle, and then yeah, um, man. Um, how did there's not you know a lot of people think of Seattle as big. I mean, until the last five six years with the Sounders, but prior to that, we were like Seattle. What is that in Alaska? Yeah, Kilda. <laughs> you know, tienen tienen tacos or Kilda. You know, but but now um, it's it's amazing the growth that we've had. Um, up here, so it's great, man. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, how did you? Were you a Seattle Sounders fan from the jump? Like when they first got established? Um, so I did when they joined the MLS in 2009. Well, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what I meant when they joined. Yeah, the MLS. definitely. Right off the gut, right off the, the the gun, the jump. I was like, what? We're finally getting a, a major league soccer. Now they they did have a USL league soccer. Um, but 
by the late 90s, uh, and that's when the Sounders USL um, franchise, they actually were really successful. And the current coach, Brian Schmetzer, was their head coach, and they had a good run of like three championships in the late 90s, early 2000s. But at that time, by then I had been, I grew up as a teenager in in Seattle. So from like 95 to 2000, I was 15 to 20. Um, and in the 90s, with limited soccer, I ended up really falling in love with basketball as my, my second sport. I followed the Sonics. I followed the NFL, the Seahawks. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. So you're a Seahawks uh, fan? No question. Season ticket holder since I was 17 years old, man. 1997. Fan. Um, I yeah, I love Seahawks. Love love uh, Seattle sports teams. Um, you know we have the Mariners. I've I've lived through that. I've seen it firsthand. Nonstop losing for decades. Uh, but when it came to soccer, I was Chivas. I didn't you know I didn't I didn't I, I went to a couple USL games, but uh, compared to what I was watching with my primos and my dad when we got together the after church and. We had asadas. I was like, man, I'm not gonna watch this, man. I, I got, I got Chivas. You know, I watch, and then you start getting a little more access when Ibision's putting more games out. But in 2009, the year after we lost the Sonics, that was a huge catalyst to the Sounders having such success over the last 10 years. Actually, mm. um, um, Sounders came out, and and my brother, who is an Aguilas fan, him and I have always butted heads. He's a middle child. He likes Aguilas, and through our youth, we never really got along well. But the one thing where we did get along was sports. We both loved basketball. We both loved the Sonics. We, we worked at a family Mexican restaurant two blocks from the key arena where the Sonics used to play. We'd have players sometimes that we'd, we'd serve Mexican food. Uh, Gary Payton liked pajita burritos. Uh, not a great tipper, but... But oh. we, we grew up with sports. That was our bonding. I'm just putting it out there, man. It is what it is. People got to know. Um, uh, but he also, as soon as they put out, you know, hey, we're starting a franchise. Uh, the USL franchise is going to join the MLS. It's going to take a year. We put down our deposit for season tickets. My brother's ones on top of it. He, he bugged me for like two, three weeks. Like, don't sleep on this. Let's go. Let's go. And, yeah, man, we were there from the first kick and have had season tickets since. Uh, 2009, man, and uh, I started, you know, getting more and more involved con la barra fuerza verde, with the supporter community, um, and it, it, 2009 instantly after that first. So in that first game, the Sounders played the Red Bulls, and uh, Freddie Montero, the Cuban player or the Colombian player, scored in the 12th minute, and um, it was crazy, man. Uh, especially having gone to. Uh, so many Seahawks games that are so loud. Um, comparing the loudness of seeing soccer and seeing, uh, the, there's a famous pregame ritual that the Sounders do. It's called the boom boom clap, where they have drums start and then the whole stadium claps simultaneously. Uh, and then seeing the the loudness of that first goal, man, I literally had chills through the back of my head. And I looked over to my brother, and we just we didn't say anything. We just kind of lifted our eyes like, wow okay, this is legit. This is similar to the feelings we get when when we watch soccer at home with dad and we scream and we yell and we celebrate golazos. So from that day on, man, we've just been hardcore sounders because that's my local team. The city that raised me, the, I, I, I owe a lot to this to Seattle. So, yeah. But do you feel it the same? Um, you know, I would say if you would ask me maybe five, six years ago, no. Um, a lot has happened over nine years, right? Um, and I've invested a lot emotionally with the team, work ethic with the team. I've traveled on road trips, driven to LA to see a four-zero loss to LA Galaxy. I I I went on like ten road trips away trips without seeing a win, um, either a draw or a loss. Damn, um, stop going away. Uh, bro, man, I was getting people on Twitter telling me, Hugo, please stop going, man. Please stop going. Please stop going. Literally, like, they were being serious. Um, and, you know, going to uh, – I flew to Toronto a couple years ago when they won the MLS Cup. And um, I can't compare it because I didn't live Chivas in person in Guadalajara. 
I, I lived it through my dad, through watching with family and primos, and knowing what it what it means and to sangre and to alma, how you connect with it in your soul is a lot different than building up love for it through years of supporting, going to games, painting tifo, uh, bringing friends. Um, so it's not to the same degree, but it is equally as important to me. Well, I so does like, that make sense? I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely get where you're coming from, because like I didn't. I grew up supporting Chivas my whole life or whatever. But mm-hmm. now, like, I live in New York, and we've had MLS. We've had the New York Red Bulls, but mm-hmm. I never felt any connection to the Red Bulls. And then going to watch the Red Bulls in New Jersey is like a pain in the ass. So when we got New York City FC, that's when I really started going to. MLS games, going to like uh, um, tailgate parties, uh, going. Then I now I go to the Red Bull Stadium to watch New York City FC play. Like before, I couldn't even be bothered to go to the Red Bulls right. arena. So, yeah, you know, I kind of related to you know when and I mentioned it in a piece I wrote. Um, uh, you don't forget your first love. Your first love is your first love. It, it has that that special meaning that you'll never forget. But you do appreciate it also when you fall in love with somebody else and you have somebody special. You have It's not the same kind of love, but it is love. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, similar. I mean, I'm, I'm I guess getting, I'm on the... I'm on the go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's like I'm getting... Like, I'm getting more and more attached to New York City FC. It's only been like three or four seasons, I think. But, like, the Yeah, the, and it's going to be a lot different five years from now. Trust me. Getting there, but... yeah. Yeah, like you're saying that, yeah. but in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm never gonna love this team more than I love Chivas, so. like, And and, and, like I, and I would a... say I won't ever more, but I appreciate the same only because when I went to Toronto and they won that championship, the emotions, the tears, the hugging with the people that I stood with, these are people that I had gone to multiple away trips that I've painted with. Uh, that I built friendships and relationships, and seeing how much it means, it's legit, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I, I, but yeah, it's, I definitely it's, know where it's you're not. From. But it's not gonna. But it took nine years. If, if four or five years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, no, nah, not really. Um, but at that time, I hadn't lived those experiences or or followed that success. You know, we're at multiple U.S. Open Cups, Supporter Shield, uh, first MLS Cup, um, and hopefully um, they keep building on it. I don't know, man. I I, I don't want to knock it, um, but it's just different. But Chivas, man, it's, just, it's in your alma, dude. It's hard to explain. No, yeah. I think, it, it, I think it, anybody it, that it, loves it, soccer it, understands. It, I mean, yeah. yeah it, go ahead, it, it's, a little, it's, it's a little different, like, for, like, like I, I've said before, like I'm like third generation Chivas fan, mm. like, <clears throat> and like I don't root for any of the New York soccer teams. Uh, if anything, like I I call myself like, and I'm I'm doing like a fake quotation air quotes mm-hmm. here. Uh, I lived in Orlando when the, when the when the with the inception of Orlando City, mm. um, so I would consider I consider myself an Orlando City fan. But it's not something that I like. If they lose or they win, like I don't lose sleep over it. If anything, like I just like to use it as banter for my friends. Like, <laughs> if they beat, if they beat, like, they they they've they've been the the dominant team over NYCFC when they've played, right? So I just use it as banter. But I I I, I could care less. Like and, right. and maybe it's because like and like and I could care less to like like. Uh, like if they win or lose, like they won, right? See? No, and, no, no, and, I totally get it. And I, I got, and I've been to games, and when I go to games, I'm, you know, I find it it's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm never going to, like, it's never going to be the same for me. Like, um, same, same thing with like others. Like I have friends who are huge into like EPL, La Liga. Like I, I'm, I'm a Barcelona fan, right? Mm-hmm. And if Barcelona loses El Clasico. I'm upset for like an hour that they lost because I got to hear it from my friends. <laughs> but if Chivas if Chivas loses a Clásico, like Fuck, that's no, like no, days yeah, yeah. of like being upset. Yeah. Um, 
like when I went to the finals, I went to the final versus Thetis, I had a legit like anxiety attack when we scored the second goal in the stadium. Like, I know, and I don't think I I'll, I don't think I'll ever feel anything like that. So it's just, it's just I mean, it's, it's an interesting perspective. Like, it like, totally is, man. It yeah. totally is, and 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 I think uh, at least my assumption or maybe guess, I think a lot of it is. It starts at the beginning of what you shared that you're a third generation Chivas fan, right? So yeah. for that means that right there is the catalyst of the whole your whole experience as it it's been generation after generation Chivas have been around 1906. Yeah. I mean no, like, they've been and like my dad, my like I remember one time I was wearing a Barcelona jersey and my dad was like what are you like, Central American? Why are you Why are you rooting for another team? She's like, I only wear my team's like stuff. My dad, my dad said that to me. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. at, that, that's like he doesn't like. One day, the other day, we were watching uh, the EPL. I was watching Man City versus Arsenal. Like, and that was like, the first game he's watched of the English Premier League in probably like three years. He just doesn't watch. Like, all he watches is Chivas, and that's it. And if Chivas lose, it ruins his whole day. Like you can't talk to him. Oh. Like and that's just and that's just how it is. That's that's my dad con el con con el tri con el tri. Oh, el tri. Con el, oh, el tri. He's too. like that, dude. I don't think, man. Uh, man, last year or that. I'm not even gonna say it, but a really bad loss happened around Father's Day, and he left, and he Somebody. for a week. Yeah, I'm talking about that. I'm not gonna say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He left the house. And didn't tell nobody nothing. He didn't tell us where he was going. He wouldn't answer his phone. He just left. And he didn't come back for like four or five hours. Nobody knows. I don't know where he went. He wouldn't tell us. He just left. And then he didn't talk to anybody. He didn't say anything for about a week. Literally, like maybe said two, three words. Um, that. And and and, and to, because he didn't watch that as much, I don't think his... His passion for Atlas is the same, but I totally get what you're saying about your dad and and. ¿Para qué ves otro equipo? Yeah. <laughs> tú no eres tú no eres de Barcelona, ¿para qué? Sí, no, like, like that. Like yeah, yeah, for no. example, for example, you that your brother's Americanista, like that's that's. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I couldn't even like. My mom, like my mom, jokingly does it that she was from America and like, nah, that's not allowed. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. How the struggle is real. Like. But I think I think he's adopted. Like Neta, <laughs> I think he's adopted. I've told him that a number of years. He's a little more more light skinned than me and my other brother. And I'm like, dude, you know, I just tengo mis dudas, way tengo mis dudas. And you know, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with that, like generation and generation. Whereas for our fandom with MLS teams, it's so young. Now, yeah. some franchises have other history. Like the Sounders have prior to MLS have a deep history. But prior to 2009, I honestly didn't know any of it. I didn't care about it. Um, I didn't uh, appreciate it. But as, you know, the Sounders have been, what, 2009, 2008, 10 years, basically. Four or five years ago is when I when I joined La Barra Fuerza Verde, the supporter group, the Latino supporter group for, La, for the Sounders, and started to take the time to learn more about the history of the club, the history of the organization, and because I've done that, because I've seen about Brian Schmetzer, the current coach, was a high school phenom in Seattle in the late 70s, early 80s, who signed the contract with the Sounders out of high school. And then the league folded in 83, and he ended up playing indoor soccer and moving to like San Diego and coaching indoor soccer and stayed playing soccer his whole life until they came back in the 90s in the USL, and he coached them to a few championships then went to the MLS, was a backup to Ziggy for a number of years before he had his chance, and what happens? Boom. Wins the MLS Cup. Um, having now appreciated the history, I, uh, I'm i also Sounders till I die. I, I love the Sounders, man. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't have the, my dad, I don't have that connection with like a relative. It's I'm that, I'm starting that legacy of being a Sounders in the last five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. So, like, your child, your your son, or your, yeah. your kids are going to yeah. be Sounders. Yeah. I have a niece. She's eight. And, man, when she was three, we took her to a game. 
granted she passed out she slept most of it but we've been and she started chanting some songs about she sounds like me uh, she was final (laughs) 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 Uh, for real but but that's just that you know um it's the 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 sharing of the love for the sport especially when you're mexicano in the states up here in norte like you your identity is tied to mexico your parents their history with their towns their pueblos their ranchos um and all that you discuss it you talk about it when you get together with your primos your tias your tios and you watch que van a ver vamos a ver el fútbol you're watching football, comiendo, and hablando. That's those moments of being Mexicano in the Norte. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, man. And that's like, that's kind of what we try to portray on this podcast, but Las Chivas del Norte, you know, like Chivas fans living in the United States or away from the homeland, you know? No, no question. And, and in todo el mundo, man, we show up. Like, I, last night at the airport, there was at least 40, 50 people trying to see if they could get, uh, you know, a view of the players coming off the airplane. They had flags showing up in Seattle. Nice. I, I guarantee you, half the players that the Las Chivas could not find Seattle on a map, if not all. <laughs> yeah, okay, so now let's, let's kind of get into the yeah, game a little jump bit. Into and, the game. And, and now that you mentioned that, Seattle is known for their having one of the best fandoms and crowds in the MLS. But we all know how Mexicans travel. I mm-hmm. met guys from La Barra, like Legion 906, in Guadalajara that told me they were going to fly up for the game. Is there fear in Seattle that Mexicans will take over the game and they will lose their home field advantage in that aspect? So, two parts. Not, not really, but I know it's possible because I know how Chivas travels and how, and and I know that you might not think so, but Seattle in the Northwest has a very large. No, um, Mexicans are everywhere. We're like yeah, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, this year more than so in previous years that we've been in in uh, champions because we've done in the past we we've beaten tigres in quarterfinals 2013 that was our best year ever um but at that time prior to this last couple of years the team didn't really market champions league man they didn't they weren't really good at it they the games are middle of the week and it was not a very good draw most people just didn't get didn't understand it so the attendance wasn't the best. You'd have the supporters, but you wouldn't have the traditional Portland versus Sounders, you know, Clásico del Noreste, 45,000 people. You'd have more like 20,000 people for a, a CCL match. Mm. 20 to 25, uh, 15 even. I remember one year, I was like, man, how the, what? ¿Dónde está toda la gente? What's up? We, we need more people, man. We're playing Santos. ¿Qué onda? Um, but... And the team also approached the matches or the games the same. They didn't bring the lineups. Um, the timing wasn't good, you know, with us being preseason, starting the beginning of the season. Um, it just, they didn't give it enough importance. And they would play their backup players, too. They wouldn't, I don't know, man. It, it just seemed like they weren't, they didn't really care. Since Schmetzer took over and they won the MLS a couple of years ago, and he knows he's himself a member of the the, the bigger supporter group uh, here in Seattle. He knows the importance and what it means to the folks that get Champions League, and and what it would mean to be the first MLS team to win this generation of the of the Concacaf champions. So they didn't play their starting lineup this last uh, first opening night of MLS. They sat Dempsey. They sat. Uh, the our our center back. They only played Torres and uh, a new addition to the player Magnus Wolf a little bit, and we lost the opening match 
because for the first time that I've been following the club, they gave more preference to CCL than to MLS. So with that being said, also the fans are more knowledgeable. So I think we are going to have, and we're playing Chivas. So there's respect that your opponent is one of the best in Mexico, even though right now in Liga MX, it's, you know, it's a challenging season, but aside from that, <laughs> um, I think we'll have a turnout, a much bigger, better, probably the biggest turnout that we've ever had for a CCL match. So because of that, I don't think it's going to be a total drown out takeover of the, the Las Chivas, but I think it's not going to be a usual dominant where, where it's easily all Seattle. All Seattle. It's, it's Chivas, nos van a escuchar también Chivas fans are going to be it's not it's not going to be overwhelmingly Sounders but man so who you root for I would root for the best team to win <laughs> no no you can't you, that doesn't, no, work. No, doesn't work no, that doesn't no work cop out. no <laughs> cop out here if I had if I had un pinche taco asado for every or un taco de asada for every time I've been asked that last week or so no, la, la neta, dude, I, I honestly, I, I can't decide, man. I can't decide. I've asked myself, honestly, like, who do you want? You know, part of me says, las chivas a huevo, güey. No, que no seas pendejo. Naciste allá, güey. No seas pendejo. Don't be silly, dude. But part of me, I think for me, my perspective is a lot different in that I've been uh, deeper within the Sounders supporter community. I'm more involved. I'm I'm invested uh, over the last few years, recent years, and I see that it would be the impact of winning the first Concacaf Champions for uh, by an MLS since the inception of this current Champions League would be ridiculous. It would bring so much validity to continued decades of dominance for for Seattle, and it would give unlimited bragging rights to our shitty team down south of the border in Oregon. The, the, I don't even know. They're kind of crappy. But I don't even know the name right now. But anyhow. <laughs> so I can't decide, honestly, man. La neta, like, I'm not going to lie and say, yeah, yeah, because I'm not Chivas del Norte podcast. I'm going to say Chivas. I, I honestly cannot decide. I, and when I'm there in the games, uh, I'll be able to know at least what it feels like because it's super conflicted, man. Like, part of me says, I hope I get, uh, I start the first game and I go into a coma after seeing the first <laughs> goal and I pass out for a week and then I just wake up and I know who won and I go from there. Part of me wants that because <laughs> um, I honestly don't know how to pick. Are you Are you going to both games? I'm going to the game in Guadalajara. Okay. And okay. it's gonna be my first game ever in Guadalajara. Oh man, that's wow! Yeah, that, that's gonna be a. Are you yeah. sitting in the supporter section? I, I'm or sitting you... in the I'm sitting in the Sounder supporter section. For the Chivas so, game. Wow. Okay. You 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 yeah. you could probably get you could probably get better seats if you yeah, uh, so, just buy a so, ticket. Yeah, that's what I figured. And then uh, the the Chivas play. Damn, no, so you so you're, you're, you're definitely you're definitely going for Sounders. There's no debate no. here. There's no debate here. <laughs> I mean, I'll let you interpret as 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 you as you want. Um, but the, and I don't know if part of me says you know I'm gonna be in the under sports section. It's because I'm going there with people that I that I know that are, are I don't know how to explain it, man. Like son son también mi gente son my my friends. Like I don't want to. I want them to. Oh, man, it's weird, dude. It's weird. Like I don't, I can't explain. I cannot choose. I cannot. I think, I think, but I think it also be, will be this, different once I'm down there. This and, being like a, and, like a first, I think it's something you want to experience with the people that you've grown up watching Sounders with. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and then like I was, I went to El Defe when we played uh, eh, Las Pinches. You know who in in Defe two years ago <laughs> we played in it, and um. Dude, that experience was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, you know, they put us in the in La Jaula. They they had riot police escort us up and down 
the, to the section. They put us in paddy wagons and drove us directly from the stadium to um, the Nampa because we had with that was our after party was there and it was a crazy experience. Um, but because this is a bit of a homecoming, um, I don't know how things are going to go down. Um, in a sense that the feelings of being home, of being where I was born, I'm going to stop by the house that I grew up in as a little kid I haven't been to in like almost 15 years. Um, it's something that you can't explain. So. And right. we, uh, we, we got sidetracked from the questions that we had. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my bad. I, no, I, it's I, not. I, 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 I tend to like no, drop the conversation. The conversation, <laughs> the conversation is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. The we game, had some other questions. No, yeah, the game. Um, so, like MLS teams, MLS teams have generally struggled versus Liga MX teams in these mm-hmm. tournaments. Oh yeah. Uh, but Sounders is one of the, Sounders is one of the top teams right now, and Chivas, obviously, do we know they're at the bottom of the table? Uh, do you think that? Do you think that that the reason that they sat starters for the home opener? Was because they felt like this was a perfect opportunity to like kind of put an end to that you know historically MX dominance. Oh, totally, um, definitely. First, that like I, like I mentioned, the team's taking it a lot more serious, CCL, and and that's the next step, right? If if you're gonna be a world class club, which is something that the ownership and the front office of the Sounders from day one have always said they've wanted to do. You're going to win cups. You're going to win championships, supporters shield in MLS, but you have to do well in CONCACAF. You're not only going to be the best in MLS, you have to be the best in North America and Central America and and the Caribbean. You have to do that. So that's the next step. So I think they are taking it serious. And, um, I mean, if I was the coach and I see what's going on in Mexico, I, I see it as this is as good a chance as any. So I'm going to sacrifice my star, a couple of my star players in in. Clint Dempsey and Chad Marshall for the opening MLS seasons to make sure that they're ready to go for that home match. Chivas CCL definitely impacted it. Do you think? Um, being that you watch both teams play on a regular basis, and putting your fandom aside for both teams. Who do you think is has a better chance of walking out with three points? I've been thinking a lot about that lately, and you know I'm gonna go with Chivas, um, just because of the calidad del jugador, the quality of the player across the lineup. Um, it's just just better, deeper. Um, so I think they have a better chance. Now, looking at the amount of games they've played recently, uh, like they're coming off the Clásico, you know, they're towards the latter part of the season. Um, they play Tigres after they play the, the second leg in Guadalajara. Um, I think they're just more wear and tear, whereas the Sounders are fresher. They're barely starting the season. They're, they just played their first regular season game. But having said that, um, I think the, just the quality is going to be too much. I just, uh, I think it's going to be really hard for the Sounders to, to um, pull it off. Do you think, or what, what, what would you say is like, for example, an area that's that would be considered weak in the Sounders lineup that Chivas would be able to exploit? Mm, man. Um, Our mid, and this happened against Toronto and MLS, and similarly in the game against LAFC. Um, putting in a lot of pressure in the mids and over, just, just if you attack the middle of our field and put a lot of pressure on us there in the last couple of games, big games, it's affected us. So I think if you if you get Nico off rhythm and you push against a Roldan, our young defensive mid. I think that's probably the, the 
if I was the Chivas, I would look at the last game against LAFC, and I'd look at the Toronto championship and and see that overpowering our middle of the field is going to be it. Our goalkeeper is great. Our center backs are, so, are strong. Uh, previous to this season, we were really good at overlapping the uh, uh, basically sending our right backs and left backs up and pushing up because we had a really talented Jovan Jones who just left this year for, for Germany's second division. Um, and now we don't have that weapon. Um, in an, and we lost Jordan Morris, who was our attacking fast striker. Um, so I think if they attack our middle, control in the middle, and wear us down that way, um, they have to um. From what I've seen, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I can't sit here and be like, I know the Sounders' strategy. I've only seen them really once, and that was in the final against Toronto, and they basically Man, offensively, offensively, they nothing. did nothing that game. Nada, nada. Um, would you say that is that playing counterattack? Because that's basically what they did. They parked the bus and they were kind of counterattacking. Would you say that that is their style? Nope, not at all. Not there, at all. Do they prefer to have the ball and attack? They prefer a lot of possession, a lot, a lot of possession. So leading up to that game, if you were to watch the two or three games before the Toronto final, mm-hmm. we were we were dominating the play. We made a run to get to that final that was dominant, and and including myself, I was pretty confident that we were going to beat Toronto. I didn't see that coming, um, and it was by possession and quick, quick, quick. Um, movement up front with control from the mids. It was just quick turn on Nico um, is really our, our driver. And him and, and we have a Spanish player uh, that we signed middle uh, middle last season, Victor Rodriguez. Those two just made critical ro- roles in distribution and pushing and controlling. And we were really good at holding possession. Um, I think that is the strategy that's worked past. And if you see the, the game, the second half, Versus, you know, I'm always tech, uh, Santa Tecla, but still, um, that second half, the style is more what I think will be the aim of what Sounders will, should try to do. I don't know if they can because they're playing a much more talented team, but that's that's the strategy. You know, I would I would expect them to try. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, Chivas, Chivas is a is a possession team. Let's control the ball. And even in Liga MX, where there are some more talented teams, there hasn't really been a team that's been able to like overpower them in that aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I, if the Sounders will be able to do it, especially because they're so fresh into the season. Right. Um, but I was just trying to get a perspective like of what they would. I mean, if I'm if I'm the Sounders, I I see that, and I'm watching game tape on Chivas. I see that you know they're struggling versus teams that just sit back and counter. And that falls right into the perfect game plan for them if they're able to capitalize on it. Yeah, yeah and they, that would be the the looking at both teams, uh, the strategy that makes sense. Um, but I just I've seen that they, it hasn't worked for them, even <laughs> against lesser talented teams. Though Toronto is a pretty good solid team MLS wise. But they weren't able to execute because they couldn't get no counterattack. And for that counterattack, you need somebody who's fast. And before that, we had Jordan Morris, and we had an overlapping uh, left back in Jovan Jones. Um, but we we just don't have that now. We we have a Will Bruin and a Dempsey. Will Bruin is a slow, out muscle type, big number nine. Uh, Dempsey is more of a you know creative wizard. It's gonna do something, but he's not going to outpace you on a counter. We just, I hope they can do it. I mean, it makes sense to do that, to park the bus, because we have a, a solid center backs in Chad Marshall and Roman Torres. Um, I think the key player, maybe this new guy we got from, I forgot where he's from. I, I want to say Denmark, but uh, Magnus Wolf Ikram. He's, uh, he's done really well the, the, the two last games he scored against Santa Tecla they just picked him up a month ago and he's a little bit of a wild card he's able to get separation he's able to create he's 
uh, I don't know, he's starting to get buzzed that he's he could be something really good for us. But if he can do that on the counter, they bring him in, great. But, you know, it hasn't worked. And if it hasn't worked against lesser teams, I, I think they're going to have a hard time even against Chivas. But it makes sense to do that because you're right. It's set up for it. Varo? No, I mean, the way Ugo describes it, I think it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup, a clash of styles. And um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just looking forward to the to the game. Yeah. Uh, one good thing is that we have. Um, I trust our our coaching staff, even though you know the last couple big games have been not the best with the, the final. And Schmetzer, I really trust, but more so because he has Gonzalo Pineda as his backup. And if anybody understands. Oh, yeah, that's what, you I, know, that's what I, was telling, uh, I was telling Rigo that right before you jumped on. I was telling him that Gonzalo Pineda, they interviewed Gonzalo Pineda today, and I didn't read the article, but the gist of, from the headline that I got was um, they basically asked him, are you guys a little confident just because of the the form that Chivas is in? And I think his answer was no, and that he, he's, he's not going to underestimate them yeah. just because of that. Yeah, go- yeah, exactly, man. Gonzalo is an incredibly talented, intelligent uh, ex-recent player, and, and it's starting his coaching career. And he has relationships that I think will help him at least. I mean, he knows el fútbol mexicano, and he knows um, the players in Chivas. So I think he's, I don't want to say he's going to be our ace or he's going to create something magical, but I think he's intelligent enough football-wise that he'll put us in the best position to get a good result, sounder side. But it's definitely an uphill battle. All right. Um, Rigo, anything else? Or uh, I think we got... No, I mean, I don't know if Hugo has any questions for us with regards. I mean, I know he watches Chivas, but obviously we're the experts. Yeah, just kidding. kidding. You guys break it down. I think you guys break down a lot more games than I break down from Chivas. Um, so, Do you listen, have you have you ever listened to us before? Yeah, tw- once or twice. Honestly, not 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 recently. To be honest, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna fake the funk on the nasty dunk <laughs> and, and and say so. Um, but um, what do you guys think? Same questions that you guys asked me. Uh, what do you think are the chances of Chivas out just killing them? Do you think it's gonna be close? What's your what are your thoughts overall? Um, to me, I think... Play, if, and, and then what players do you think are in better form to shine and make an impact? To me, I think that the reason that if we do win, why we win, is because you guys are very new into the season. I think if you guys were in mid-season form and we were where we are right now in your home stadium... We'll probably probably take it. Probably take a loss, um, just because we can't score goals, and like that—that's huge. And then I feel like, as old as Clint Dempsey is, he could make Osvaldo Alaniz and Carlos Salcido look very foolish, <laughs> uh, still at his age. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's what I think. I think. Do I think Chivas gonna win? I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't even know to be honest. This this we we struggled against Cibao FC and Cibao. Um So I I, I don't want to sit here and be like, yes, Chivas is going to dominate Seattle because no, I I don't see that. I, we, we'll dominate possession, but I don't know if we're going to dominate the scoreboard. Um, I think I'm also I'm also a pessimist. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Chivas has um has to go for the win. I think the the Liga MX our Liga MX run is done. I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs. So I think they have all their eggs in one basket and Almeida knows that he needs to deliver a strong performance in, in the Champions League. And I think the players get that too. So just for that and the fact that Seattle isn't in form, they didn't look great on uh Sunday against LAFC. I watched well, I had it on. I watched like here and there. The background. Yeah. So they didn't look great. 
Granted, they rested three of their best players. But I think Chivas has is playing for everything now, so they have to come out and win. And an away win is important. So yeah, I, I think it'll be like a, the, a gritty, the, the, the a gritty lineup win. What's up? Um, ooh, Lost you're you. fading out. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what player is playing, who's in best form, in your opinions? And who's going to be the biggest impact for against the Sounders? Uh, it's Pizarro, no, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, every time somebody asks every that, time. we're just Pizarro. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking with Dave, speaking with Dave Clark, he mentioned that you guys is, is it your left back or your right back that's been struggling? Um, Hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, your right back is quite vulnerable. He's been hurt. Kevin. Kelvin. Kelvin. They're questionable. Both left and right. Leardum. Kelvin Leardum. Yeah. He plays on the left or he plays on the right? Uh, he plays on the right. And he has, uh, he's been hurt. So, he's been I hurt. Think, I, I think Pizarro tends to play there. And I think that, that could definitely, um, could be a point of, of, a, of attack for Chivas just because he is so good when he has the ball on his feet. Uh, same thing on the other end, Chofis. Like, when they're dribbling, they're just really, really oh good. God. Oh, dude. Um, just knowing those two, man, I know it's going to be... You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, our, for Playing against the sound, it's just our left and right backs are our are, are, are weakest part of the defense. Um, so... That's going to be an easy decision. It's going to easily dictate how the how the series goes. I mean, obviously, Chivas, Chivas is a team that you know they can attack you up the middle, but they can also attack you up the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see if they if Chivas has studied Sounders and sees that and knows that and try to you know if, if move not, the ball to that. If not, we're gonna to that side of the field. We're gonna add Almeida on Twitter all night. And just be like, left back, right back, left back, right back, attack, attack, attack. <laughs> <laughs> Until he favorites it or retweets it or something. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, I don't think I have anything else. I don't know about, uh, about Varo. Um, no, we got, we got to everything. I think this was a, this was a dope discussion. We were like, just a conversation. Yeah, man, it's, I love chopping stuff, it up with man. you guys, man. Uh, be happy to just chop it up with you guys any other time, and uh, you yeah, know, maybe uh, and, uh, maybe maybe after the second leg, after the first game, or maybe after the first leg and right before the second leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh uh, I'll be down going, in Mexico. You're going, you're going to Mexico. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, to voy a Vallarta primero, chame un día en la playa unos días. So I'm gonna be down there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then flying over to Guadalajara Tuesday. Before, um, before the match again. When do so you? When do you get to Guadalajara? Uh, breaking up right now. Uh, like at eight Tuesday. Can you oh, okay. Hear me yeah. Now? Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Tuesday before the the game. Um, like leaving the evening. Okay. Um, but you were just down there, no? You were just. Yeah, I was. I, I just got back last night. Where where were you at? What what part of town? What how long were you down there? I was. I, was, I got there Friday and I left last night. Uh, I stayed oh, wow. near La Plaza del Sol. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just a, it's a, there's just a lot of hotels right there. Okay. Um, but I was with the Copa ninety guys, and we were um they were staying in like Chapultepec. Uh, so Chapultepec is fun at night if you look for somewhere to go like bars. Okay. A lot of bars, restaurants. Just you can like you can like bar hop because it's all on the same strip. Boom. Um, you can go to like it's like a centro, like it's good for like during the day, like a mercado. Right. Um, 
if you go to if you, if you go to if you go to a centro, there's a uh, cantina called uh, Cantina La Fuente. La Puente or La Fuente? La Fuente. La Fuente. F. Fuente. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. the it's the oldest cantina in Guadalajara. Oh no shit. Okay. Let me write that it's, down real quick. It's known because it has like a bicycle, like like an old wire bicycle inside. Um, it's, it's it's super cool when you go in there. It's really really dope. All right, um, I'll add that. I have a little list of spots that I need to hit up. Get some carnes, uh, Garibaldi, carnes en su jugo. I was going to say, carnes Garibaldi. Um, uh, Tom Marshall took me there. It was delicious. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think right now. I mean, obviously, I ate all over the place. Uh, we went to we, we went to Mr. Paco's. Mr. Paco's? Yeah, Tortas Ahogadas. Okay. Uh, he's like a huge, huge Chivas fan. You go in there, the whole place is littered with Chivas stuff. Um, and he actually let us, he actually let us, um, make tortas. Oh, wow, that's, mm, that's the, um, when's that episode and, coming out? Um, I'm not sure yet. One of them is probably going to come out in the next week or so. It's going to be on El Clásico. And then I another know. one, and then another one is going to be, uh, probably more towards like April because it's, it's on Chicharito. Um, was it so, uh, the OG host or was it some of the new hosts that went down there? It's uh, one of the new. I don't mean it's. Uh, I don't know if you know Pete, uh, Patrick Inferna. Uh, mm. He's he's he does he does their he does their Snapchat a lot and okay um, he's That's on there sometimes. Gotcha. Um, where else should you hit up? You should definitely hit up. Like Tlacapaque. Uh, um, if you if you guys get if you guys get to Guadalajara early enough, you should, you should definitely do the stadium tour of of Estadio Chivas. Okay. Because it's dope. I'm gonna and go if, back Sunday for Chivas Tigres, and I think maybe then I might do that tour. Cause oh, then you should definitely do it. You get go to, go go to the museum, do all that stuff. Um, all right, maybe I'll. Um, man, I want to pick your brain, dude, because I haven't been there not yet almost 15 years now. I have a prima I'm staying with and she's from there. So I might be mm. able to have, have a ride and a, and a guide and that's just because it's been, I was a little, you know, it's been a while, but. Yeah, yeah. Uber is super cheap too. Down, Uber is super cheap down there. Is it? Nice. Like I Ubered, oh. I Ubered everywhere. Okay. Right. Uh, but hit me up, hit me up. Um, give me What's my your Twitter tag on Twitter? Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? It's R-D-O-T-A-Y-E. R-D-O-T- a Y E. A Y E. Got it. Oh, I already follow you. Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, man, I'll right. send you um um uh yeah I'll, I'll send you a tweet and see if I can connect offline, maybe email you or or here, what is your email? I'll just get your email if you don't mind. And just me email you and try to get some spots or whatever. If you remember all the places, um, uh, you know, just send me just send me a tweet and I'll, I'll email you back. Oh, I'll send you my email back. So it is. And, uh, we'll so it is. we'll let uh, we'll let Bar wrap this up. We can take it offline. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, it was great having uh, Ugo from uh, the Sonar Feed on the call. Um, yeah, follow Ugo. Sonar yeah, anything, Feed on anything Twitter. Anything you want to plug? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Please uh, follow at Sonar Feed on Twitter or our pod. It's actually a live streaming YouTube um, show. So it's not only audio, it's actually video YouTube every Monday, 7.30. And follow me personally on at Mi Vida Seattle as well on Twitter. Um, anything, Chivas, Sounders, hit me up. Thanks All for right. having me, guys. It was a blast chopping it up with you guys. Yeah, alright, so that's um, that wraps up another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.